welcome back to Behind the Biography. I'm your host, Joe Thompson, pronouns he and him. And today's episode will be another installment of our Meet the Team series, where I introduce you to some influencers within the Envision and Greater World Strides organization. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Marion Gomez. Marion joined World Strides in 2008, where she's currently head of performing business transformation. And since she's joined, Marion's been transcending her role and, as a, and has been a resource to and for her colleagues. Hey, Joe, great to be here. Come on now, how are you? I'm good. I'm just jumping I'm, right in, you know me. Yes, I'm glad, I'm glad. I, I can't wait, it's been, it's, I've been waiting so long to get you on here. I'm so thankful for you joining the Behind the Biography podcast. I know it's gonna be a good one. Um, I can't wait to chat. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So look, before we get started, I got to show you, I got to give you your roses. I got to start by celebrating you. I want to say congratulations officially on the role. And I mean, we talked a little bit about it, you know, being the first woman to join the Biz Transformation Division. I mean, kudos to you, a true queen in every aspect. I mean, it's been a, a true pleasure. I know working with you, you know, with the employee resource groups, being with Bold and you just kind of being, you know, a presence for me, someone who's been a, a real uplift. I, I really appreciate you joining and, and, and having to spend the time with me today. Well, thank you so much. I think that's been one of my highlights of Bold. You were one of the first people that I kind of gravitated to in that ERG. So um, it's been awesome getting to know you and I'm super excited to be here with you today. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I want to catch up, you know, how have you been? How's life? How's everything been going? I know, you know, it's, it's, it's been a rough couple of years for everybody, but how have you been lately? It has, you know, it feels like someone like all of a sudden released the emergency brake and we are going a hundred miles per hour. Obviously I'm based here in New York city and I can say that New York is alive and well and coming back to life and I'm happy to, to have that. We've heard, we've had our first couple of live events um, back here at Carnegie Hall in New York City, which has been amazing. I miss live music tremendously. I think you know I'm a huge concert goer. And so it's been great to be back with live music and have, you know, groups traveling to New York again. Um, so, so we're back in it. We're back in it. It's been great. It's been, I think the last couple of years were a great time to kind of reflect um, you and I were talking, you know, previously about some of the virtual stuff we were doing during that time um, to keep people engaged and, you know, really be their true partner in education through the tough mm -hmm. and the, the, you know, the tough times. And so it was it was very rewarding from that aspect. And also as a mother of twin girls who will be going off to college this fall, I feel like that time was so I was so grateful for it because when else was I ever going to have time like where the world just stopped right and to have that time with them before they roll out this fall so you know you take the silver linings that's what I kept calling it all through the past two years you got to take the silver linings I hear that and I love that positive attitude what do you what do you think about the world opening back up getting back to business you know we talk about it we got we had kids last summer and the kids are coming back slowly but surely what's how you feel you're gonna handle that that balance? You're in a new spot, like you're you're at the top. You know, what's that work life balance gonna be like now? Are you excited about that or? I am. You know, <clears throat> I'm always up for a challenge. Um, I've never been one to kind of sit stagnant, and so I was super excited when the um, option to go to Vista Transformation came about. A tremendous group that I work with, and they were very welcoming and collaborative. But it's also been kind of a learning curve, and like you know where we're starting off our Carnegie season and my focus would typically be like solely on that. It's like, you know, you're still involved with it because you want to make sure that everything is transitioned properly and that it's successful. And it's my baby, right? It's been my baby mm -hmm. for many, many years. So I will always have my fingers 
there. Um, but also like exciting, launching new things and doing things with my new group and how you divide that time and pick your battles and what each day looks like and kind of navigating that new rhythm. But it's it's going really well. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. I, I hope you get into that groove kind of seamlessly. I know that's I know you'll find your find your way pretty smoothly. There's always there's always something, right? Everyone's like, I I am a multitasker, major scheduler. So it's mm -hmm. it's finding that point in the day where you shift from topic to topic and keep moving. But it's so far it's been it's been awesome. Okay, nice, awesome. So what's it been like? You know, kind of being at the top of the chain. Like, what was that? What was that walk up the ladder like? Now being the head of Biz Transformation. Like, what's that like for you? It's, you know, it's been a major transition where I think um, since our acquisition in 2008, where, um, you know, I was solely focused on the Carnegie Hall programs and then the honors performance series where I got to have a little more exposure to other people within the company. But even though I'm in New York City, right, one of the biggest cities in the country, it's a relatively smaller office for World Strides. And so I haven't always had that exposure um to different people and different offices and different divisions and so i think it was about six weeks after i joined business transformation that i attended my first smt meeting and um you know got to meet more people and collaborate with people so it's been it's been really fun to get to know people more and to feel um like you're making a difference in what we do here at world strides and making more of an effort to you know our ultimate goal of one world strides you know we're so many offices and so many products and so many people and you know we came you know many of us came from multiple acquisitions and mm -hmm. so bringing all those you know elements together yeah all these different entities yeah it's kind of bringing it, can it be together daunting. Right? yeah but Absolutely. super exciting at the same time you know and so I think it's all in, in how you look at it. And I think we've made amazing strides, you know, pun intended, um, <laughs> to growing the brand and moving forward. And so it's it's really exciting to be a part of it at this time as well. I agree, I agree. And I think, you know, one of the big things that made it easy for us, you know, I've been talking a lot about it here on the podcast most recently is the employee resource groups mm -hmm. that we have, you know, me being a, a co-chair for Bold, the Black Employee Resource Group, and you kind of being a member with us and us wrapping your arms around uh, you and you wrapping your arms arms back right back around us. And then you being one of the co-chairs for Fempowerment. I mean, just an amazing group of women putting things together. I mean, what's that, what's that been like for you? Not, you know, bringing that collective of individuals together in that way. You know, it was funny because when I first joined Bold, I was like, all right, you know what? Like, I want to be involved. I always talk about how I'm, you know, I'm kind of Switzerland over here in New York, and I don't really get to like get to know a lot of the other team members that are outside of the performing division. So that, you know, and being here in New York, it's always been um, an area of passion for me. And so I was like, let me just join. And literally that first day, I mean, <coughs> I didn't know anyone in that group. Right. Not one person <laughs> did I know. And you all were like. Okay, who is this crazy chick? You welcomed <laughs> me with open so arms. You like listened to everything I had to say. And I mean, now it's like one of my favorite things is doing stuff with Bold and getting to know everybody. And, you know, that just kind of stemmed with then going into Fempowerment, which obviously being, you know, a female executive and um, 
the way in which I've come up through my career since I was, you know, since I graduated in my 20s mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, I've always admired strong women and been an advocate for women. And so I thought it was a, a just a natural next step for me, um, both my passions. And so it's been fun bringing them together and, you know, seeing what everyone is interested in doing. You know, are you here for the fellowship? Are you here to make change? Are you what is your why, right? Like, what is your reason? And because I think everyone comes with a different why. And so it's been a lot of fun. And this, you know, especially March being, um, you know, International Women's Month. History Month. I know. I mean, like, come, come on. on. <laughs> I know. Well, How's that be? I mean, what's, what's, what's your, wrap your head around that. I mean, what's it like to kind of co-chair a, a, a women's empowerment group at, during that month? Well, I think it's, I mean, again, I'm in a very fortunate position where at World Strides, we do have a lot of amazing, incredible females in the executive team um, and within our organization sure. in general. Sure. But I think overall, just given the path that my career has taken me on, I've always just kind of looked at women, you know, coming up through the sports industry first and like what strong force they are to reckon with. And, but, you know, you, we look at how, how far we've come, but if you think about it, you know, it was just uh, not too long ago, 1987. That was the first year a female was um, uh, adopted into the Rock and Roll, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you know who that was? I do not. Aretha I'm Franklin. Say Diane Ross. Uh, Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. Yeah, all right, all right. I was gonna go with Diana. So <laughs> I mean, it's like it's incredible to think, like you know, up until 1974, women could not get a credit card on their own. They had to have a man co-sign for them on a credit card. Right. So, like, I was born then. It's not like it was that long ago. Right. So, as far as we have come, I think there's just so much more that we can accomplish. And I think here at World Strides, we're, we're blazing the path. Yeah, I, I know I'm, you know, empowered to kind of stand behind you all and kind of be part of that group that... You're not you know, behind us all. You're right with right us. Right beside, yeah. Well, anything I can do to amplify those voices and, you know, to, to be an advocate to you all in the rooms where you are in spaces that you aren't, you know, that's one of the things I appreciate most about you. So for sure, absolutely. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate um, the support. You know, we talk we talk a lot about kind of you you being a busy body, not being stagnant, and let's talk a little bit about your journey and you know what this woman's journey has kind of been like. You know, before coming to World Strides, I know you mentioned being a part of the sports industry and now mm -hmm. being a part of the performing arts industry. Talk to us a little bit about your journey. My journey, you know, it's like I, I look at my daughters now as they get ready to go to college this fall, and I'm like, oh god, if I like knew now what I knew then, right? But um, I really kind of stumbled into to where I've landed. To be quite honest, I went to college for commercial management, um, and at the time, I went to the University of Utah. So I got through high school, and I was like, all right, I'm ready okay, to leave the city. Let me. How far can I possibly go from New York? <laughs> Um, and I wound up in Salt Lake City going to the University of Utah, where the chairman of my department, yeah, my Ren and Utes, um, the chairman of my department all of a sudden said, like, hey, Utah Jazz are looking for interns. And I was like, what? Basketball? I, I know nothing about basketball. He's like, no, like, just go for the interview experience. You know, like, it never hurts. So, okay, fine. And so I went down for the interview. And I think you know me pretty well. Like, I am pretty much an open book. I'm a straight shooter. And they're like, so are you a basketball fan? I'm like, no. Not at all. No, nothing. They're like, well, you're from New York, the Knicks. I'm like, nope. And I'd always been a New York Rangers fan growing up. I was always a hockey girl. <laughs> and so 
we just chatted for a while. They're like, well, why are you here then? I'm like, just for some interview experience. You know, I'm still in college and just starting out in this. Three days later, they called and left a message on my answering machine because, yes, that was before we had cell phones. <laughs> and I remember coming home from classes and I had this message like, hey, you know, can you give us a call? And they're like, you got the job. And I was like, what? Wow. You got because someone's like punking me. There's no way. <laughs> so after I'd been there for a couple of weeks, I said to them, like, why did you hire me? Like, I know nothing. Right. And they're like, that's why we wanted you because this job entails doing a lot with the team and doing player appearances and we didn't want it was so, we didn't want somebody who was just in it to meet the celebrities or meet the players you could not have cared less and i was like all right <laughs> i respect it and that internship snowballed um that following year the the nba was coming out there to have all-star weekend okay. so the jazz were like hey do you want to work with the league during all-star weekend and i was like what's oh, all-star they're like oh. they're like seriously and so I ended up doing it because that's this is my this is what I say to my kids: never say no. Right? right. Take advantage of every opportunity that you are presented with because you never know what it can lead to. Right. I worked All Star, and the woman who I worked with was head of team operations at the NBA, and she was like, "Call me when you move home." Mm. And that was it. And you know, it's like, oh well, I think when you grow up having a family business, you're you feel almost like this tense sense of. Oh, this is what I should do. But like I said, you know, I've said like my father was always a believer and don't come to the business just because we have one. Mm -hmm. This isn't a fallback. If you're not going to come with 100%, I don't want you here. And so, you know, yeah, follow your passion. Do what you do what you do. And so I moved back home and I worked for the NBA and it was just awesome. I learned so much. I mean, talk about powerful women and I think it really helped open my eyes to what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to develop who I was as a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. um, so that when I did come to the family business and I started our sports marketing side of our custom programs, I was in it for the long haul. I was like, okay, I can do this. And right. I kind of married both my passions, which has been fun, you know, coming back, you know, coming into business transformation. It was like timing where, um, you know, where World Stride Sports has predominantly been soccer. Mm -hmm. uh, we've launched a basketball program finally. this summer. And finally. so, yeah, so the timing, I was just like, finally, you guys, it's about time you got with a good sport. But so being able to, to lend something to that, and I think coming into this, this division that's been so welcoming, um, you know, I could not have asked for a greater group of guys to to come in with and collaborate with, you know, from Russ working with him on gap year to mm -hmm. Eric and the basketball programs to, you know, it's just, it's just been a lot of fun. So I've loved being able to be creative again and yeah. marry all of my passions together. That is awesome. I love to hear it. Talk to me. Are you a sports fan yet? Are you, has it, have you, have, oh, has it grown on you? You're a big sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first player appearance I went to do with Carl Malone, he was like, okay, so you know, you're gonna run this drill. I'm like, I'm sorry, say what? I'm like, run a drill. I'm like, I don't, I don't play. I don't know anything about what you're saying right now. And he was like, oh no, we're gonna change that. And he really taught me everything about the game, oh um, that, the sport. My mind is blown. My yeah, is and blown. I became obsessed. the The year I turned 21, the Jazz were playing the Chicago Bulls in the playoffs. 
and the game went into double overtime and it was my 21st birthday that night. Oh, and of wow. course, all I wanted was like to go out, right? It's like, oh my God, you know, I was working the game. I was like, I gotta go, it's my birthday. And I was like, um, you're watching Michael Jordan play a double time. I'm like, really? I was like, yeah, I realized, right? Oh my goodness, I love it, I love it. I appreciate all the stories you have, oh my goodness. That's so yeah, I am definitely a sports junkie now, especially basketball, obviously. I love it. I love it. I love that Carl Malone taught you the game, too. As a Lakers fan, you know, he was on one of my favorite teams uh, with him and Gary Payton. So, you know, <laughs> I'll try to, not to, to hold hear. that against you, but it's, it's all right. right. I'm going right. to die hard. Right. Die hard, purple and gold. I believe it. <laughs> it's awesome. all, right. So, all right. So now you're, you're, you're in Carnegie Hall, right? We're, we're in New York. We're the transition into performance. Like, talk yes. to us about that. Where did your love for performing arts come from? You know, it's funny, I think growing up in New York, um, my dad and my mom were always big supporters of the arts and with Broadway. And so as I was growing up, we would always go to Broadway shows. And at the time I was like, oh, this is torture, you know? <laughs> and then I started to like really enjoy it. And um, I think that's kind of, I think growing up in New York, you have to, like you have to. It's like, it's, it's a requirement. <laughs> right, right. And right. you know, whether it's you're going to Broadway or you're going to dance concerts or music or, I mean, it's everywhere here, the museums, right? We are surrounded by culture. And I love that about New York and I love that about raising my own kids here. And so, you know, I also like laugh now because I used to see my, my dad, you know, doing the programs at Carnegie Hall and working with the conductors. And, you know, when you're going to classical music at Carnegie Hall, you're sitting there and I'm like, oh, when is this going to end? You know, you don't know any song when you're growing up. And now it's like, I appreciate it. And I look back and I laugh because I see myself like, you know, I love the conductors we work with. They're amazing people. Um, I love what we're able to do for students. We literally like people make fun of me because when I do training, I'm like, we're the dream weavers people. Like right. these kids, even last weekend, you know, we have kids that come to New York, they go out on the stage of Carnegie Hall, and my favorite place is to stand backstage. So when they come off, I get mm, to see their see reactions. That first rush, yeah. I mean, oh. the tears. Like, so I've had some kids say, "I can die now," and I'm like, "Whoa, hey, now you're only in ninth grade." Like that moment of accomplishment, though. I've built worked my whole yes. life for this since I was six. I was like, <laughs> "This is why." Like, I love what we do as a company, right. and I love how we do change people's lives. And we have directors who travel with us now that say, I came with your program as a student. Mm. I have I have directors that come and say, I met your father when I came with this program. I, you know, this program changed my life and made me be want to be a music director. Like Oof. that's why we do this, right? And so stepping onto that stage again a few weeks ago for the honors performance series after two years plus of not being there, it was a moment. Like it was one of those where you just kind of like, take a beat, mm -hmm. take it all in. And this is why we do this. So like yes, in those crazy times throughout the year and you get to finally like see students on location or you see the result of what you've been working towards uh -huh. and the reaction of them, like this is why we do this. This is why what we do is so amazing. So know, it's, it's amazing that, that final product and I mean, has to be breathtaking, right? I, I know I can't wait to, to get out there and see one of those performances. Yes, you got do to you come. Remember, do you remember? Can you think of one of your better or most important or, you know, one of those most hard-hitting moments at Carnegie Hall? Oh, gosh. I, mean, I would I probably say after 9-11. Mm, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> that was a big one, right? Because it was, it was different where 
at that time, everyone wanted to come and support New York. Right. Um, right. We even had a school that did a fundraiser and they donated a fire truck to a firehouse here in the city down in Battery Park. And so I think those moments, and I still get like chills thinking about it, like we had, we had conductors who composed pieces just for us post 9-11 that our students performed. And I think it was just such a time of everyone coming together to support this city that I love so much. I mean, anyone that knows me knows I am, I believe New York. And um, so that, I think after that, like coming back, our first shows after that was, you know, you had some people that were scared at the time, right? So kind of like now you had some people that were scared to come yeah, back to New York yeah. after that happened. Yeah. Um, but the overwhelming response were people wanting to be here to support the city and to what can we do while we're there? And they didn't want to come just to perform, but they wanted to give back somehow. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that was, that was a moment for us. I appreciate you for sharing. I, I really do. I really do. Um, a big New York girl, right? So let's, let's talk a little bit about New York and, and some of the things you, you know, you love most about that area. Um, what's your, what are your favorite parts about, about the city? Everything. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> from Brooklyn to this, I went, you know, I went to school in the city on the Upper West Side and um, I just love the culture, the diversity of the city, the where you can have any type of food you want 24 hours a day, literally. Um, I, I just think that it's one of the greatest places ever to raise kids. Mm. Um, which I never, and you know, it's funny, when I was growing up, I would look at older people and be like, why do you why want to live here? Right. Like, why are you here? And and then I realized, I'm like, I mean, why wouldn't you want to live here, right? You can get anything <laughs> delivered. You have everything like within walking distance or a short cab ride. I'm like, this makes so much sense to me now. I love it. I love um, it. But I do. I just love the culture of the city. I love the diversity of the city. I love that there's something for everybody here. You know, there's so many cities that you travel to around this country or around the world where it's like you get a very clear understanding of, sorry, I do still have a landline and okay. it's going off, so I'm really sorry. Um, That's how they, you, you know, the voicemail is important. That's why you have to, you're, you're attached to it. You know what, I could really get rid of a landline because no one calls it anymore, but here we still have it. Um, I love it. But I just love, you know, and once we started having kids, my husband and I, um, it was like, do we stay here? Mm. We move up like, uh, is there any question? When we actually, when we first started dating, he lived out in LA because okay. he was working for Fox Sports at the time. And coast, I was like, right? you know, I'm not an LA girl. Like that's, <laughs> that's not happening. never happening. Workers <laughs> um, rarely spend very much time in LA. I've noticed that. Yeah. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an LA girl. So um, I just love that what it has to offer and that there's, you can do anything, you can be anything. There's right. just like the limit, it's limitless here. The stars are bright. Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. as, so as a, as a sports fanatic now, you know, you're home to the Mecca at this point of basketball, so Madison Square Garden. But I mean, do you have any Madison Square Garden experiences, whether in sports or in performing arts? You know, I'd have to say like the years that we had All-Star at the Garden. I mean, mm. nothing's better, right? Like growing up, you see all the celebrities sitting courtside. Like mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. where you want to be seen if you're in New York. Yeah, Whether you're sure. a basketball fan or not, that's where you want to be. <laughs> uh -huh. And so I think um, the first year we had All-Star there, I believe it was 96, 1996. Okay. And so that was like a moment for me. I was like, oh, this man, is crazy. So many stars. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm thinking and about it. And it was like, crazy. 
and I think also pinnacle. Yeah, it, it was just like it was nuts that you're in the house, you're in the garden. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing, there's no venue in my mind as great <laughs> as the garden. Um, but you know, I also went to going to high school in the city. I went to school with um, a school for performing arts, and so you see a lot of those people is i think it's just like you can be here and be a normal person it's not you know any celebrity walking down the street just lives in the city like it's a normal everyday occurrence so what are some of your favorite interactions with oh, we won't call them celebrities let's say well-known people do you have any any of your favorites oh. <coughs> Jeez, you're going for the you hard know, we'll talk about, yeah you know we're gonna talk about artists later too so if you want to leave some of the artists you've connected with off because I'm going to ask you a question during our little fun segment where we talk about top fives. I want to see who oh, okay. your top five hip-hop artists are. And oh, some of okay. Because you know, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, I don't, you know, I think it, it was really fun. Like when I was in high school, I went to high school with Malcolm Jamal Warner, who at the time was in the Cosby show. Oh, my man. Taking right. it back, right? Now, you know. I love it. <laughs> come back and back on. Um, oh, yeah. So that was fun because that was when he was actually on the show. Oh, wow. um, Jerry O'Connell at the time was in the movie Stand By Me had just come out mm-hmm. and you know now he's come full circle and he's on the talk so it's really fun to see those people who I know then and where they've evolved in their careers and as a person and you know we all kind of like <laughs> everyone kind of stays in touch we went to we had a really tight group of friends in, in high school it's a smaller school here in the city so shout out to PCSers. Yeah, PCS. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I yep. Love it. I love it. All right. So look, let's let's have some fun. I know we talked a little bit earlier. You know, we, we like to have a good time on the show. And I kind of wanted to save a little segment for top fives to pick your brain a little bit. Okay. I mean, you got a, a lot of experiences. And that's one of my favorite things about you. So uh, we'll, we'll start with, since I already laid it up, we'll start with musicians, artists. Let's talk to me about your, your top five artists. And if you, if you pick a number one, you got to talk a little bit about why. Man, I have a very varied... A very diverse um, passion Musical for palette. music. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Hear it. Let's hear I it. mean, as you know, I love hip hop. It's probably my first love. Um, mm-hmm. Plug in my hip hop festival at Carnegie Hall next year. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> I do. I just love the music. I think growing up in the city, and you know, New York is the birthplace of hip hop. Regardless of what anyone on the West Coast says, don't listen to. Me. <laughs> but, I got your um, back. I got your back. On yeah. <laughs> I think you know. I've always loved. I mean, more current, I guess. I'm going to give you this, just because this person is like near and dear. Um, Ludacris, I have a lot of just admiration for where he started his career. Then he took it to Crash, right? 2004, 2005. You know, won a SAG award. I mean, he's busted down doors. Mm-hmm. And he continues, and people don't even know to this day like what an incredible businessman he is, and he's well, still he's on the screen. For his daughters now, I mean, yep. Come on, I'm and you know, during the pandemic, you and I were talking about what you do virtually. You know, the things that he did during the pandemic for kids, and yeah. he's just—he's ever evolving. Like he is yes, literally yes. ever evolving, and yes. so he and his wife are a power couple. I love it. They are, and. He's always got his, you know, he's a tremendous force. And so I just, awesome. huge, huge shout out for him. Love him. And he continues yeah. to make music. So 
I get one of my favorites. I always get the I always get that I have the Chris Lover Lover voice when you know from his, from his radio days back in the day. I always get that one. So yep. I'm glad you mentioned that one. Uh, okay, let's talk about concert experiences. What are your favorite uh, top five, if you can, concert experiences? I know you. I know you've been in front of so many, uh, or been in the crowds for so many good moments. Yes, I will say Alicia Keys. Ooh. You didn't text me to throw that one out, did you? Oh my goodness, I was not ready for that. Her voice, ah, oh, is amazing. And that's the thing that some of these people you think are not going to put on a great show because it's, oh, it's one person on stage. But some of the most powerful concerts I've been to have been one person, Alicia Keys, Adele. Mm, J. Cole is one of my favorite. J. Just Cole. One man shows, just him, a microphone. Mr. Charlotte. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> it, that's the thing. Like, those are the most powerful experiences that you remember, right? Like, mm-hmm. her at her piano, and that it. Um, New Yorker, come on, Jay-Z. Oh, my goodness. Jay-Z at Barclays. You saw Jay-Z at Barclays? At Barclays. Oh, my goodness. I saw Jay-Z at Yankee <laughs> Stadium with Justin Timberlake. So that uh, was, That's a good one. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I have one of, one of my twins is developed her passion for music. I like to say it's for me because she loves concerts. She loves going to live music. She loves concerts. Um, so what anytime- What concerts have you been to with the, with the, with the twins? Uh, I will say, so one of their, what birthday was it? I think it was 14. I surprised them and took them to Shawn Mendes, um, mm-hmm. a Mohican mm-hmm. son. With a friend of mine, uh, she was working on his tour. Oh, so wow. we surprised the girls and they got to go back and meet Sean afterwards. Life-changing moments. I love it. I love it. I yeah. love it. That's one of the And one of our coolest moments, actually, Usher came to one of our Carnegie Hall festivals. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? His two nephews were their school. They came with their school and they were performing. And all of a sudden, in the office one day, I get this call. You know, someone in my office is like, I'm sure this is a prank call. But they say they're with Usher, and he wants to come to the corner. I'm like, oh, what's his name? And they say, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. So here he came. He came to the concert, and so I took my daughters, obviously, so they could meet him. Um, But he came, came, like, from Atlanta to see his nephews perform. Like, come on, that's awesome. That love and support. I mean, you got to keep it going. I mean, you have to. You have to. You have to. Okay, let's talk about New York a little bit. What are your top uh, New York restaurants? Okay. I know you're a foodie. I am a foodie. Um, my top New York. Okay, so my go-to pizza place yes. is called Suprema Pizza. Suprema. Suprema Pizza. Whatever you do, you cannot slices. come to New York and go to Rays. You cannot. Don't go to Rays. I will kick you out of this city if you come here and go to Rays. Um, <laughs> I have to go to Suprema. You got, yeah. Suprema is good. There's going to be a poll now. Yeah. On the on the on the World Strides page for New yeah. York pizza, we're gonna yeah, you gotta yeah, we gotta do a poll. Um, <laughs> Artichoke pizza is good, but it's a little more like artisanal kind of pizza, where Suprema okay. is like true New York pizza. Okay, I'm um, Suprema pizza, love it. What else? I mean, I mean, there's so there's a ton of great steakhouses here. Oh, okay, come on. Where, what about some of the nostalgia places? Let's say a little bit more touristy. If a tourist would okay, so go, there's a know, place that's called the business we deal in, right? Yep, there's a place called Patsy's Italian. Not to be confused with Patsy's Pizza, but Patsy's Italian is on West 56th Street. And back in the day, it was like one of Frank Sinatra's hangouts. Oh, nice. And it is like old school, true Italian, like Sal's in the kitchen. Um, My dad actually knew them for years, knew Sal's father. But Sal does a lot of appearances like on the Today Show. But you go in there and it's like, 
all old school pictures yes. of like back in the day. But I mean, banging That's Italian food. That's the feel. That's the feel. I mean, <clears throat> I know one of my favorite restaurants in the Richmond, Virginia area actually started in Harlem during the Harlem Renaissance era where all the jazz musicians would come in and Croker Spot um in, in richmond is one of my favorites and kind nice. of has that same feel you know when you're in there so I well one of the restaurants that i gave um when we did our bold thing was melba's yes i oh. love oh my goodness doing the research on melba's was ugh. amazing I, gotta, I can't wait to go i can't wait to to come up there and just dive and then in and do i have to i do have to give a shout out to my girl isla dungeon she has a place called um evelyn's kitchen mm-hmm. up in harlem um on the upper east and she puts out amazing, amazing food. Nice. She started, she got her start making pudgies, which is a oh. combination of a brownie and a cookie. Oh, yes. And she did, the and then, then she, <laughs> and she's now on Gold Belly. Um, she's oh, been, wow. Oprah like touted her as um, one of her favorite things. I mean, that's, oh, that right there is a strong, powerful female making her own yes, business crack. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What about what about um, what would be your top five places to see in New York? I love the High Line because mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you those old random touristy. I'm not going to give you the, the where everyone goes. Right. I yes. love walking the High Line when it's nice out. Absolutely. It's beautiful. I think the best way to see New York is by foot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I love going to the High Line. I love the lobster boat. Oh, okay. which the is a cool boat. thing to like go it goes right out here on the hudson and okay. you they have great lobster rolls very cash summer Sweet day nice. kick them back vibe. i love it yeah um i like doing that i like going to i love going down to dumbo mm, yes there's always something going on down there i mean that's the great thing about new york right every place sits out you can sit outside yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Every place. The sounds, um, the smells, all of it. Yep. I think anytime it's your first time here, I would say the 9-11 Memorial. Hmm, um, I've been there a few times. I haven't quite, I'm not quite to bringing myself to go to the museum yet. Um, but I, I just, you've got to, it's got to be on your list. It's beautiful down there. Okay. Love so, it, love I mean, it, then it. you've got your, all your usual, right? The Empire State Building, this, that, that the there. other. Hudson Yards is a cool place records. to go and hang. <laughs> what was that? You're going to see Diddy at Bad Boy Records. You know, all the fun <laughs> stuff. All the stuff you have to do. Rockefeller all the stuff you have to do while you're here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, we're a traveling education company. What are some of your top destinations outside of the U.S., whether you've been or are wanting to go? Um, where I got the opportunity to go not too recently, not too long ago, was Australia. We expanded the Honors Performance Series to go to Australia. We did an event yes. at the Sydney Opera House. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that I flight is killer, it. I'm not going to lie. The flight how is How long killer. is the flight? 23 hours from New York. You know how much I'm going to do in, 24, in 23 hours while you're on that plane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part was a little rough, but it was, like, amazing to see it. It's beautiful. Um, I can imagine. The Sydney Opera House is something to behold. Mm, but I bet, I it was bet. great. I mean, I always love going to London. Paris is probably one of my p- favorite places in the world. Yeah. Um, I think at one point in my life, I thought about living there for a while, which yeah. I could do in 2.5 again. <laughs> just gorgeous. I love Paris. Um, 
So yeah, there's a lot of places I still have on my bucket list. I still want to like get to South Africa and yes, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I cannot wait. Yeah. It's, a lot of it's, places it's on the list. Bucket list. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go see the pyramids. I missed that trip last year. I definitely have to do that for sure. See, we all miss it. Everyone misses it. So spending so much time in Carnegie Hall, was that kind of your first experience at the, at the Opera House in Sydney, or had you been there before as well? It was my first experience. And you How know, it's so that? funny because you have like a perception of what you think it's going to look like from the outside, that it's going to be this mm -hmm. huge hall, much right. like people do at Carnegie Hall, right? But really, when you get inside, <laughs> it's not that big. Especially right. like Sydney, I'm like I'm so used to Carnegie that when I got to Sydney Opera House, I was like, oh, well, actually, you know, the main, it's not that big when you get inside the venue. The structure right. itself is, right, right, um, right. but it's still like an awesome feeling. Like here you are performing, you know, you've got these kids who have come from around the world, literally, to perform in this program, and some of them by themselves. Right, I know. I mean, that's the marvel. That's the thing that I marvel at these students. Like, you know, I work with the middle school age students as well, and they're like, "Yeah, it's my first time flying. I'm a rising sixth grader," and I'm like, "You brave yes. little person. You know, come on out. Let's have a good time." Yes, and you know what? Like, okay, they get some great credit, but as a parent, right, oh parents letting their kids get on a plane by right. themselves, not knowing who they're flying to, what they're, I give they them trust. huge props because absolutely. It's like all I can do, you know, like when my kids go out for that, I'm like checking Life 360 20 times. <laughs> be clear. <laughs> I love those parents, to be honest. You know, those are the ones I connect with the most. You know, those I let them fly. To, no, I let them, you know, call me, talk, talk to me so I can tell you how amazing your kids are and then tell you enough times they'll be on the plane back to you. You know, that's, yeah. that's how that works. Yeah, I mean, fun, right? I applaud them. It's like some of these kids that just get on a plane by themselves. It's like, wow. But they're they're amazing, and those are the, those are the kind of kids we want to raise, right? right. We want to sure. raise those kids that have that sense of independence, that can do something on their own, that are so yes. passionate about their artistry or their craft that they want to get on a plane and travel twenty three hours to do it at a world famous venue. Absolutely, that sense of exploration, you know, yes. to get out and kind of see it all, keep your eyes as wide as possible, head up instead of in the ground. I love it. Absolutely, yeah. that's what yes, we want yes, them yes. to be. So as hard as it is for me. Where I may be pouring an extra glass of wine that first when they roll out of college. <laughs> I want them to be those people. I did not allow my children to apply to any college in New York or New Jersey. Okay. You sound like see, you sound like my parents. They were like, You're no, we're not going yeah. to schools around here. You gotta get out, you gotta see it. Live you know, it. Yes. I'm, uh, You're I not really coming home on the weekend to do days. your laundry. <laughs> See, that was the part that I was most concerned about, to be honest. You know what? I mean, a home-cooked meal every Sunday at home with family. I mean, how can you pass that up? They were like, no, go far no. away. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I have another fun little question for you here, one that I've asked a few other um, guests. Um, if you could host a dinner party um, and you could choose four other guests to join you, so a dinner party for five, including yourself, um, what guests would you invite to attend Dead or Alive? Oh, wow. You know, it's so funny because when I see people be asked this question on a TV show, <laughs> I'm always like, wow, who would I pick for this? I know, right? And now you finally get to get asked. I love it. My answer changes so many times. So yeah, I think don't feel like, bad. Don't feel but bad. You also have to think about who would get along at the table. Right, I mean, at the end it's of the day, it's your dinner party. It's a, no, it's a dinner party <laughs> for you. They are there to be in harmony with you. Wow. Okay, so I'd probably say one, my father, because he passed away a few years ago. 
Um, so I'd probably say him. Uh, I'm trying to think of women who have inspired me, given this yeah, is it. I have a really good friend. Her name was Patty Webster. Okay. Um, she was a publicist and she passed away way too early, way too soon. So her for sure. She was a great sounding board for me. Um, I, I would probably say, you know, honestly, for me, it would be my club, my circle of girlfriends. Yes. That's who I get the most, that's who I get the most inspiration from, the most strength from. Um, I've really been fortunate in my life to be surrounded by a lot of very strong women. Um, some who own their own companies, some who chose career paths that were at, you know, not the, not the regular and they've been successful at it. And so I would probably just say like my, I, I, I go for quality, not quantity when it comes uh -huh. to my circle. For sure. So, like so those are some of my favorite dinners. It's just my girlfriend's coming over and I love to cook. Um, so I would say my girlfriends, they lift me up, they inspire me. Yes. They okay, so my let's, say we, let's say we um, include the, the, the girlfriends as one guest, so you get one more. So you have three already. You got Pops, you got Miss Patty, and you got your girlfriends. Let's add one my more. Girlfriends, friend. my father. Um, wow. This is a really tough question. Yes, I would probably want to see like a family member who I didn't get the opportunity to meet, like a great my, like my grandfather on my paternal side. Yes, that's always a pretty popular, um, uh, pretty popular answer. It's like you know I want to kind of figure out what those roots. I want to ask those yeah. questions that I never got to to ask. Right? Did I get any of your traits? Did I? Yeah. Get any yeah, of the things that sure. I'm like? Any of my quirks from you? Mm -hmm. Things of that. Mm -hmm. Things like that. I'd probably send me something like that. Did I? You know that I had a lot. I've always had strong women in my in my family, and my my mom was very strong and independent. So I was like, I wonder if like all of my ancestors were like this. <laughs> well, just because I come from a very small family, okay. so I'd probably say that. Like, I'm not going to be your usual person that would probably go for somebody historical or. It's funny. It's funny though that my the the typical guests that we have on here, who I personally know, are kind of the most outgoing. The most people friendly people are like you know i'm probably gonna pick somebody my, my dad me is mm -hmm. always my first answer um someone close someone who i want to learn from in the family like it's, it's 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 ironic to me that you know it's typically that group of individuals who has a larger you know want to keep it a little bit more closer to yes. to their in, inside inside their but i think that's why right it's so people. when you're in a certain industry i think it's so easy to get lost in that mm -hmm. and so it's good to have people around you that are there through the good times and the bad times and that can ground you and inspire you. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about inspiration. So I know you've you've done this. You are an interviewer. You've talked to you know Grammy Award winners and you know various conductors. So give me a little bit of advice. You have any advice for me moving forward with the podcast and 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 you know pushing things forward with behind the biography? I would say my biggest thing for you because again you were like the first like I just was so drawn to you like your voice your smile like just keep it real like. I find the most, the people I admire the most and the people I want to be with the most are those that are the most genuine. Absolutely. Be Joe. Like, don't, don't <laughs> look at somebody else and be like, oh, maybe I should follow that path or maybe right. I should like carry myself a certain way because it's never going to work for you. You for are sure. authentically and unapologetically who you are. 
And so, you know, I'm sure, like I say to people, there's no gray with me. You either love me or you hate me. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I love you, so... I right back. Yeah, I'm going to be me. I mean, I've been doing it this long. It's been working, so we'll, we'll keep it up, right? Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, you can't, you can't try to be what you're not. And so, yes, I'm very straightforward. I, all those things about me. I don't have yes. a filter. I am just a true, <laughs> it is who it is. And so I a think that's queen, when, for sure. you're, that's when you're the sure. most successful. Absolutely, absolutely. That authenticity is what's going to keep you genuine. It's going to move you forward. I mean, you're going to show up every day as yourself. No one would ever have to question that. So I appreciate that advice so much. And I hope our listeners are taking that in as well. Uh, Mary, before I let you go, what's going on? What do you have coming up? Anything you'd like to shout out? How can the how can the the listeners, if they're interested, learn more about you know getting in touch with you and doing some of your programs? We are we're in the talk middle of gap year too. I want to make sure. Oh, like, gap year, um, yes, gap, gap year. Let's talk well. about um, gap year is one of the things I'm super excited about in business transformation right now because um, not only is it an awesome program, and I think more and more kids are considering gap years, given everything that's happened this past couple of years. But it is our first um, time for World Strides that we've had a brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an amazing young man named Jufu. Yeah. Please, everybody, go follow him. He <laughs> is, talk about being like someone who is authentically himself. Oh, if yeah. I could have built an influencer for this program, I could not have done a better job. Yes, he is, yes. he's successful. He's, you know, he's just in- inspirational. He took a gap year. He's, He's everything you want this person to be. So we're launching the Gap Year program. Um, this week we're actually doing, he's going to be launching a scholarship that he's going to be giving giving to one of his followers. Mm-hmm. So that's super exciting. Um, <clears throat> as I said, we're going to be doing our basketball programs um, this summer in business, well, business transformation, World Stride Sports. Yes. And then we're also going to be launching our new first ever adult gospel choir at Carnegie Hall this fall. Nice. So I'm really excited for that. That's going to be amazing. Yes. Ah, You got some amazing stuff coming down the pipeline. We do. And then next year, I'm going to be doing our first ever hip hop festival. I can't Um, wait for that. But again, I I mean, seeing the way that this company is growing and transforming and stretching from what we already do so well to so many new things, it's awesome. It's an awesome time to be here and be a part of it. For sure. So I fully expect you to be here. Absolutely. I'm going to show up for you. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting stuff. Marion, thank you for spending some time with me and joining the Behind the Biography podcast. It has been amazing hosting you. You're an amazing person. and I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to shine, to be able to experience you know, your light shining. Well, thank you. thank you. The feeling is mutual. I love spending this time with you. You've got to come to New York so we can go out. Absolutely. I'm going to come up there. I'm going to come see you for sure. Absolutely. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, awesome. This Yes, this has been another episode of the Behind the Biography podcast. Thank you. This has been another amazing episode of Behind the Biography. Thank you to our guest, and thank you so much for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're interested in our programs, please visit our website at envisionexperience.com. Also, We'd love to hear from you. So check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even LinkedIn, and tell us what you think at Envision Experience.